This is uh, Bob and Joe. It's been a little while since we've been on here, actually not since the pandemic started. So there's, you know, the name of the channel obviously is another new perspective. So I feel we have a lot of perspectives, Bob being um, pretty much twice my age. Um, and whether or not, you know, have you experienced anything even remotely close so what we've gone through in the last year, um, what's your insights for the future? You know, do you, do you feel that there's positive change coming from what happened? Do you feel like there's like, um, you know, where are we going? You know, and, and I guess how, how did it, how did it affect your mental health? How did it affect your, um, your personal living situation? And I know you have, you know, you know your wife has some other things she's going through as well. So um, so yeah, so that's kind of I think uh, a good place to start because you know it's a it's okay. a big big topic. So so I guess um, you know give us kind of a rundown of your world for the last <laughs> year. Well, uh, generally we go to Florida, the villages on for February and March of every year. So we didn't go this year, but last year we we left it earlier two weeks because <clears throat> that's when the pandemic was starting to cause everything to be canceled and and so we came home early and uh not to dwell on on uh, a lot of my life my wife has been through a lot of issues and a couple of deaths in her family but despite all of that um she is so positive and and we've been able to be positive through some very perilous times and uh and then we have two sons and and so family so family's so important you know they've they've talked to us every single day and and so despite the difficult year we are positive because there's been so many nice things behind that so many nice people behind that and uh and i think i realized at my age that Despite all of this, I'm thankful I'm still here. You know, at 82, and my wife is 81, so we're we're thankful for all that we have. Yeah, I uh, I really learned a lot myself over it because I, I realized how much I was uh, staying so hyper busy in, in tasks that I was literally letting um, some of the most important things in my life like fly by or slip by. Right. I was lost. I was so lost in the game. I was so lost in the process. And just, right. You know, and I've gone through my regrets of like, you know, how many of those years could I have spent more time with my dad before he died? Right. You know, and there was a lot of this, uh, not really existential dread, but it was kind of like, as things slow down and it forced me to slow down. Right. You know, like I had to go back through like, wow, like life is so much more decadent and sweet and uh, fulfilling when you stop and actually just appreciate right. the things that are actually happening right. around you and the people you have. And, and, and the things that you have. Yeah. That you, know. you like, like being with my wife, Elaine, through this pandemic has been a, a joy. I mean, we spend all our time together and, and she's so upbeat no matter what happens. And it just, it makes us more appreciative of one another, of family, of 
of the goodness of people around you, despite so much junk happening in society, you know, where the social media is like, turn that off, you know? Yeah, that's a whole other world on its own, for sure. You know, I think, um, you know, with everything going on and so much uncertainty, you know, and then I think the biggest thing that really didn't help was, I'm not going to get political about any of this. I'm going to leave this out of here. But the fact that uh, something health related that involved everybody, every human on the planet, every human in the country, ended up being a political mess. And I think by bringing that in there, it disrupted, you know, having good, credible information out there that we could have used, you know, like used like, uh, I I was saying this from the beginning, like, why aren't we doing like public service announcements or like, why don't we have a channel that's devoted to just the science of what's going on? And whether it's, you know, that brings in that whole conspiracy, like political thing of like, well, is it real? And is it not real? And like, we know it's happening, but at what level is it actually happening? Or is it really like, you know, yeah. there's so much to it, you know, yeah. but I, in my world, I'm like, my logistical sense was like, well, why don't we just create, why don't they, why aren't they doing like, you know, a federal thing? Why aren't we doing public service announcements? Right. Why aren't we giving people just the health data that we right. need? Right. Why does it have to be spun in so many different ways? Right. Right. That's what I didn't get out of any of it. Yeah. It was really well, baffling to me. Well, on that's on a bigger level, on, on a more personal level, I started painting again. I haven't painted in a long time. So through this pandemic, I've, I've gone back to some interests that I had a long time ago, painting and writing a lot of poetry. And and so that's been interesting, making puzzles. That's been interesting, you know? So it's forced us to look at other areas that we probably have enjoyed in the past and haven't done it for a long time. Yeah, so, no, definitely. I mean, there was... I found a lot of pleasure just in like taking walks or just I've been reading a lot. Right. Like where before I was like I'd grab a book periodically and read some of it. But you know, right. I have three books going right now and I'm just like I sit down, like I read two different ones of them last night. I was getting right. sick, sucked into one of them and I was like, right. I'm gonna put that one down for a while and I grabbed this one for right. a while and I sucked right. into that one for right. a while. And it just really like brought this like desire to like learn and keep like growing right. and you know, and I didn't have the easiest, I mean, I, I had pretty much a nightmare of a situation financially through right. all of this, you know, with owning a business and right. and all of that. But, you know, for me, it was like, I still couldn't, it took me till almost the end of the pandemic or the quote, quote, the, the end, wherever that actually is. But, you know, to the beginning of 2021, to finally slow down. Because what I did is I, I didn't wrap my head around what I was doing, like the hyper busy thing. Yeah. I was still doing it through the whole pandemic. Because I was right. like, no, I have to keep building. I have to keep growing. Right. So I was like borrowing money. You know, I got loans from the government and things like that. And I was right. building my business. And I was like rebranding. And I was like, you know, changing this and building right. that and right. whatever. And then the new year changed. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like now I'm like, just pause for a second and realize, you know, and now I'm finding that like that sweetness to it. Yeah. It's like, you know, the beginning had some sweetness to it for me because I've worked almost my entire life since childhood. Right. I was right. working with my family's business and all through like my adulthood. Right. 
So in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, holy cow, I have summer vacation. That was the first thought that popped into my head. I was like, I have three months, I can do whatever I want. Right. You know, and I don't have to worry about being an adult because everything else is closed. Yeah. You know, so I don't have to do anything. Right. So that was like the first part of it. And then I was like, no, I have to get going again. I have to get going. I have to do something. Right. But now I'm back into this whole like, wait a second, let's just like get your ducks in a row, figure out what you have, figure yeah. out like what you appreciate and what you're right. grateful for. And then like, Right. And like awesome off of that. Yeah. 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 You slow down and you and you have a chance to um put some other stuff aside and, and look back at some things you've enjoyed, you know? Yeah. One of the one of the things, and obviously you and your wife have been together for what, 40, 50 years? 60. 60, 60 years. 62 years 62 in September. Years together. Okay. So the one thing I learned in my relationship, we've been together four years now, um, but I realized how often I would like, if I needed a break or if I needed, like I got frustrated or whatever, right. I, I set a boundary in the very beginning of our relationship that I'm a very social person. I have a lot going on. Right. If I need to leave, I'm going to leave. I'll be some coming back. Right. You, know, you don't have to ever worry about me not, just not coming back yeah. or letting you know where I'm going. Well, all of a sudden, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. And I was like, I realized how often like I would avoid conflict or avoid situations right. in our in my relationship by just leaving for a little bit and right. coming back, and then it would kind of resolve itself, and we not we never right. actually like dealt with it. Right. All of a sudden, the pandemic hit, and I'm like, oh wow, like we have to like work through this, don't we? <laughs> right. So the, the other thing I've learned too is I. I think through the pandemic and through what, uh, just so people know, my wife has had ovarian cancer. You know, going through that, I, I think I've learned, you know, to be more patient too, and yeah. and uh, and it's not a chore at all. I help her whatever she needed. So, I, I think I've learned patience, and. Uh, and my, something my mother always said, I, I probably talked about this before, but my mother died at 89 and, and I never heard my mother say a bad word about anyone. And she would always say, you never know the problems they might be having in their life. So I, I think I, I understand that even more today with this pandemic. I mean, some people might get you frustrated, but you know, when you find this, before we came here, a lady called my wife to see how she was doing. And we were in water aerobics together. And in the meantime, her husband has Alzheimer's and he's walking out of the house and falling down. And so despite all of this, there's people who have problems and they're still concerned about other people, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. So I, for me, I think I've learned patience and learned to enjoy things that I didn't think I would yeah. you know, by, by being with, this person 24 hours a day it's been a joy so yeah no it has like there there's been so many ups like really the waves are really high so like the the greats and the goods were like amazingly right. great and good right and then there's always you know there's a drop to every wave so right. like, you know you have to take some of the other stuff that comes along with it the fact that we are in a right in a situation that is uncertain right you know and i take things you know, I think the biggest thing between that, that change was difference between her and I was that, you know, I've 
traveled all over the world. I've like built businesses. I've like, you know, had a career on numerous careers that I've like tried and thrown away mm-hmm. and whatever. Right. And I've done all these things in my life. So I've been very successful and very like accomplished where she came from a situation where she didn't have a lot of chances to do right. things and not really be accomplished right. in things. So I think what it really hit her was that there's part of the fear of like getting it or potentially dying from it or whatever and right. never having the chance to do anything. Yeah. You know, so that was where the big difference between her and I was. But yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, you know, I'm yeah. still being careful. I was being cautious and concerned. Yeah. But I've also was a little not reckless per se but like yeah. a little more carefree about it where it wasn't yeah. like causing me distress yeah. i just yeah. created a system that i needed to follow that worked yeah. where for her it was very distressing a lot of times yeah. well there's been when you look at the past year there's been so many things that have gone you know the pandemic and uh, and floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and forest fires and like wow there's just so much stuff and and i i know we don't want to get into politics but it seems like nothing gets done in politics it's just oh, a, yeah. it's just so stagnant i mean they just they're supposed to be fighting for us but they're, they're fighting among one another so it's nice to like get beyond that and shut that off and carry yeah. on your own life with your own family you know well, that's what i've been i've been calling this since the beginning and some people have taken some offense to it and some people like appreciate it when i say it but like i kind of look at all of this the last year i call it the great reveal yeah because everything like every country's cards are on the table everybody's hands are on the table it's it's like that's an excellent point you know like there was no there's no more lies there's no more hiding like you you saw based on this situation i've said this numerous times to people i was like if you ever had any slight inclination of living in another country right now would be the time to watch that other country because they're it's apples to apples yeah, yeah. you're literally watching if you want yeah. to live in japan someday yeah you can watch how japan and the united states handle a global situation yeah so it's yeah. an exact equal yeah yeah you know so i've enjoyed and i was these were fascinating very like cautiously too with this but you know it's the first time in our in in either of us are lifetimes right even at u82 it's the first time in our lifetimes that every human on the globe every human on on planet earth is focused on the exact same external stimuli yeah right so like you've seen my cube right it's like touching the red ball with the right hand if i tell 7.5 billion people to touch all the red balls with the right hand they're all going to do it a different way yeah so Every single person on the planet is focused on the exact same thing. Uh, you mean with the pandemic? With the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Because any other time you're like, oh, that's such and such thing, terrible thing happened in India or wherever. Right, and you're right. like, oh, that really sucks, but I got to go to work. Right. Where right now it's like everybody's focused on the same thing. Yeah. They have to be. So it's like the alien landed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And, and beside that, you know, you said it's like, uh, like the issues that we've never solved are staring at us in the face, you know, like segregation and yeah, and murders and and you know, it's like it's like it's always been there, but now it's really revealed, you know. Yeah, it's all so much, so much in your face. Like there's no like yeah. 
what you thought didn't exist or what you thought wasn't really that big a deal or that the, the government really had your back or right. something happened or whatever. That's why I have these resources. You right. know? And in the end, they really didn't do, they didn't take care of anybody. Right. You know, like I have this speculation, I'll call it. I don't want to call it a conspiracy or anything like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a speculation and you can look at it however you want, but, you know, bringing the segregation thing in or bringing like, you know, minorities or whatever right. into this whole thing or, or just simply poverty. We'll take right. all the minority right. out and just say poverty. Yeah. And, you know, all these other countries went and like made sure each household had a certain right. amount of money each month. Right, whether it's two thousand dollars or New Zealand gave everybody right at the beginning a hundred thousand dollars and said stay home. And what I saw, and this is part of the great reveal that I keep calling it, is that you know, if the United States would have done that for everybody in the beginning and say each doesn't need to be per person, but each household had two thousand dollars a month to cover expenses, right? The the problem would be that now we're helping everybody. Now for one whole year, you're gonna take everybody out of the level of poverty. You bring the entire country out of poverty at one yeah. time. And we couldn't do that because we it would take away the haves and haves nots. Yeah. It, it would bring everybody to almost an equal playing field or like. Right. Six, 60 Minutes had a show this weekend. It said that 90 people, I think it was the United States, own more than half of the money in the United States, 90 people. Yeah, you know? I can totally believe that. And uh, I mean, why, why do they have? Now, the other thing too is because the prices of everything is going up. Gas is going up. As you go to grocery store, everything goes up. And, and if people make $15 an hour at, at, at this point, supposedly work 40 hours a week <clears throat> that takes them beyond the poverty level <clears throat> but with the prices of everything going up it's, it seems like there's going to be more than that otherwise there's so much poverty i mean some people are making 12 dollars they, they can work 40 hours a week and they're still poor they're still in the poverty level that's not right when, when yeah. someone works 40 hours a week and they're still at the poverty level right well that's the whole thing is like we, they talk about the minimum wage Right. But in, in not living wage. I think that's the biggest misconception is like yeah. they keep throwing the minimum wage thing around, like, oh, raise it to this, but that still doesn't give you a living wage. Right. That just says like they have to pay you this much so they can pay you that much and then you still can't live on that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like focusing on the living wage and like how can we, you know, how can we help people like be or thrive again? You know, because yeah. it's so it's so separate now between like what it takes yeah. to like be yeah. here and compared to what most people yeah. are making. Yeah. You know, and you can just see so much of that during all this. And there was actually um, you know, the the phrase that we used in the beginning of this, like we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Everybody, all the signs everywhere said it. And I read this article recently that said they were explaining their point of view of why that saying is so negative and how like just bad it is and i haven't thought about right, it this right. way but it's like what we're talking about right we are all in the same storm together right 
However, there's some people floating around on their yachts while there's a family of five on a piece of driftwood out there in the middle of the ocean. Right, exactly. So, no, we're not all in this together. No, no. You know, there's there's people that have done very well during all of this. Yeah. And there's other people that, you know, you see the 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 10 mile backups right there for the food bank, you know, people trying to survive. Oh, you see level places in in a country where they the poverty sections where there's a lot of poverty, they don't get the vaccine right away. It's always the rich area that gets the vaccine for us, you know? And, right, uh, you gotta take care of the people that have, already yeah, have. It's it. have. Yeah, it's all, always about the money. Yeah, you know? no, it's, well, I was talking to a friend of mine or client slash friend. Um, he's been, he's in at NC State right now for systems design, systems engineer. Okay. And he goes, what's really hard is that all the systems they're working or designing are all focused on how to make more money, how to, how to tweak the system, how to build these like robotic automated mm-hmm. systems that are focused on how much money you can make yeah. and not on the people that are functioning within that system. Yeah. You know, we watch that with Amazon all the time. Amazon has all the best robotics and automations and, and production lines or like, you know, assembly, uh, right. distribution lines and things like that and all these logistics. Yet their people are like, they have one of the highest rates of OSHA violations. They have people that are like sick all the time or yeah. overrun or like, yeah. you know, wearing diapers to work because there's no time to take a bathroom break. Yes. So it's yeah. like, you have all of this money and all of these resources and all of these systems, but it's all designed to like be down to like the hundredth of a second or the thousandth of a second to make yeah. sure your production keeps getting more and right. you make more money. You're not taking into account the human beings that belong and that, that are yeah. functioning within that system. Now, do you think that's going to change? I don't know. I, I feel... Unfortunately, my opinion as of right now is that if it didn't change by what happened during a global event where everybody could have like gone, wow, like we need to really like rethink the way we're running the world or rethink how we're looking at things, then I don't know if it will change. I know because the people running the world sometimes are more concerned with the the people that have backed them and, and given them money. And, and, and so it's always about the money again. It's not right. so much about the people. I mean, when you look at some states and they're changing the voting laws and everything, like, how can they do that? You know? Right. There's not much of a, there, you know, there's not much of a de- uh, democracy. I actually like, this might cause some heat, but like, I've been saying this for a long time. It's like, it's not the United States of America anymore. It's the divided States of America. Yeah. You know, like we're not in this together anymore. We're not a united country anymore. Yeah. We're all a everybody's just in it for themselves, and it's just like every state's in it for themselves. Yeah. You know, and the federal government hasn't really done anything in decades. Yeah. It's, it's I'm a, not going to blame. I'm not even bringing anybody in recent in what I'm saying, like decades. And I mean, you've you've been through a lot more presidencies yeah, than I have. Yeah. Well, no one works together. I mean, when you look at what's happening in Georgia and. Uh, they change the voting laws, and then the Major League All Star Game says we're we're not we're not coming to Georgia. Coca Cola and Delta. Now the Republicans are saying 
Now we're going to, but the Republicans just say, oh, oh yeah, okay, now we'll, we'll fix you guys, you know? You, you used to get a tax break? Well, you're not gonna get a tax break. And so yeah. we're getting into dangerous area because some yeah, people yeah. are gonna to totally disagree with us, but- uh, No, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, the, I find, oh, I'm still finding a lot of positives in everything that happened. Yeah. You know, as hard as it's been, you know, I thought almost, it took me almost a year, a full year to get my unemployment. So we were living on like, you know, my girlfriend got unemployment right away and yep. then they went back to work. So then now we're, we were living on for a while, just, I mean, very honest, you know, cause that way I, I want, I want to share this with everybody so they can get an idea that, you know, I'm not speaking from not understanding where they were at. Yep. There was a couple months in there. We were living, we opened got two 20 pound bags of rice from Costco and there was some nights we had rice and soy sauce. You know, wow. we were living on like, you know, whatever unemployment she got for the first few months, and right. then that was gone. You know, that when we lived on right. whatever she had saved, we ran out of that. Right. And then um, we finally got food stamps in September. And then that helped us kind of like at least have food. Right. And then, but I mean, we were scraping by and we were, we were like cutting pennies in three different ways, trying to like, you know, right. what were we buying, how we were buying it, where we we're eating right. it from, how often, you right. know all the way through there and like I had done everything I applied for unemployment at the end of April and then everybody kept checking in they're like oh you know there's something missing I'll I'll change that or I'll fix that and that happened like six or seven times yeah. end of July that I called this woman at unemployment and she goes well there's not even an active claim in your on the system for you and I was like well what was everybody fixing yeah. for the last three months or four months so she puts a claim in for me and then four days later they deny it and i was like why'd you deny it they're like well based on what we found you could have stayed open the entire time and i was like but it was against the state law for me to stay open so then i had to go to appeals so it took me three months to get an appeal and i get an appeal and she agrees with me she's like yeah no you should have gotten benefits the whole time i was like cool when do i get my money they're like oh you have to apply for back pay and I was like, okay. So I applied for back pay. They said two to five weeks. Three months later, I still had no uh, money. Uh, so now we're in middle middle of February of 2021. And I call this poor woman up at regular unemployment. I am the PUA part of it. And I call her up and she goes, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't know how to help you, you know, because this isn't really my area. But she goes, how would I just open your claim back up? So she just turned my unemployment back on. And all of a sudden, all this money came to me. Uh-huh. It's like, so it was basically from end of April to the beginning of March of 2021 before I got any of my unemployment for the whole year. Uh-huh. So, and I'm sure that happens to so many people. So many people. How, how do they make it? You know? Yeah, I don't know how some people, I, 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 that was one thing that I, we got really lucky with having her making some money and then maybe I want to make some money and whatever. Right. I really thought about that. I was like, we don't have kids. We don't have a family. We don't have to deal with homeschooling. We don't have to deal with all these things. And there's like all these people that now aren't working, now have like three or four kids at home. Now they have to like try to make some money somewhere while they're homeschooling their kids. I'm like, and some some of those families don't have the computers to, to do virtual with the school systems. Yeah. yeah, no, it was yeah. it was mind blowing, and I was like, as hard as challenging it, I wouldn't say hard as challenging it was for us to 
and our one little dog like it always just blew me away i was flabbergasted to think that you know like when they showed uh, it was down in texas where they showed the the lines for the food food bank was like 10 miles long or whatever you know that there's people like that that are like literally like with so little money that they're going to wait in line for two days three days to get a box of food Uh, lose their apartments uh lose their homes uh, yeah no it was mind-blowing to me like i don't i i counted my blessings all the time i just had to stay super grateful and we just dealt with like what the hard things the best we could and uh you know i feel like we're finally getting on the other side of it but you know i think I think it, had we worked on a pandemic, this country months ago, way at the beginning, we'd be better off. You well, know yeah, we would, if, yeah. We would, if we would have actually been united, yeah, on going here's a here's a situation that we have right. to now handle. Let's set set all of our differences aside and go. How can we help everybody the best right. way we can in this situation so everybody's okay? Yeah, but this is part of my speculation again because if you would have done that during an election year would you have screwed up the the game of the election because you would have had everybody like safe and calm and relaxed at home and not in fear of survival you know so with that with that taking people out of that that sense of fear changed how they voted or changed like the election completely well when you look at what happened at the White House? I mean, I was watching TV. I thought I was in another country. Yeah. When all those people stormed the I missed that actually. The Capitol. We were on and the road driving back from Ohio. I, I I I swore I was in another country. This doesn't happen in, in the United States. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so the United States is like, you know, got uh, its issues and its problems like other countries. You know. Yeah. Well, and it's just revealing. That's that's why, like, it is the great reveal. It is like bringing it's boiling to the surface all the things that everybody thought wouldn't happen here, or it isn't us, or or whatever. And but you're watching it in other countries. You're watching it. You know, I always said like, you know, my work involves watching people or observing human behavior, well, or systems of human behavior even. So. What was so fascinating to me was like you could zoom into like watch one person how one person was handling everything right. you could zoom out to a family you could zoom out again to a community or a demographic you can yeah. zoom out to a city a state yeah. country multiple countries working together but the whole globe yeah. and uh neil degrasse tyson um he said you know if i would have to give a grade for how the globe handled the pandemic i would give you a c at best Oh yeah, uh, uh. you know, like, and yeah. I, I think our country would be worse than that at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, when it was just flu-like, it's just another flu, you know. So, right. Uh, yeah, no, it was very interesting. Like, we didn't really like to watch. Essentially, the one of the greatest countries in the world, just like, eh, not do anything, not even try, not even try to bring people together. Because like the whole mask thing, right? The the mask debate. You know, I see people now so commenting like, "Well, I wore a mask and I still got COVID." And I was like, "Because the mask doesn't keep you from getting COVID. The mask keeps you from giving 
like yeah. spreading it more. So I'm like, okay. But the other thing too is that, you know, masks are pro-economy. Everyone to keep the economy open. Yeah. If you want to keep the economy open, you push masks because masks allow you to keep more things open. Yeah. But it was never it was never, you know, presented that way. Yeah. As it was a positive thing, it was presented as a negative, like an yeah. ego against your ego. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't presented that way because it wasn't allowed to be the, the medical the science field wasn't allowed to say truly what should be going on they didn't have a chance yeah um on the other side of that again i come back to that because what, what my wife's gone through you realize the importance of like we have wonderful doctors and wonderful care and they're on top of everything i, I wish everyone had that that kind of feeling, you know, like that there's a lot of good stuff happening through this horrible time, though. So. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think that got a lot of people through it was like being able to focus on, you have to find the good. I mean, there's like, um, as, they, as they always say, uh, you know, people that were hurt the most make the best healers. Or if you've, if you've experienced like, really deep levels of darkness yeah then it's so much easier to see the light because then everything you see is light anything positive is light yeah. when you've been in a, in a dark spot for so long yeah. and hopefully that's kind of where we're coming back to now as things start to like kind of like ease up and open up again yeah that we are coming back into the light you know like to me 2020 was like um you know, you as a musician will, will get this is, you know, because the space between the notes is the melody, right? Yeah. So you had 2019 and 2021 as your notes and 2020 is the space between. It was kind of a void of, of music. Yeah. yeah. And now like, because in my brain, I keep going, I've almost forgotten about 2020 because nothing, like so much was just different or weird right. or or whatever and i'll go and like oh yeah last fall i did this thing and i was like wait that wasn't last fall that was the whole fall before yeah where it was fall of 19 but like my brain's just completely like just forgotten about yeah. it yeah. I, I you know reading so many people have had such a difficult time besides financially you know emotionally dealing with this pandemic and not being able to hug their grandchild, or hug their son or daughter. I mean, that's a whole other oh, yeah, thing the, in the society. Oh yeah, the loss of touch or lack of touch. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, hugging or like, you know, that isolation, even though you can see somebody or you can talk to them, like it's still not the same, wow. you know, feeling as being like, you know, close to them. Well, you know, cause you know, I was a music educator and I was in charge of a lot of bands, but like when the jazz band played, this is high school students and they get up and play this great solo. I could not help myself from not hugging that kid, boy, girl, whatever. I mean, like, especially some kids who had such difficulty to get to that point. I mean, you know, just to be able to touch a student, uh, help them deal with their emotions. is like, I, I can't imagine trying to teach. Yeah. You know, like, like not being able to, touch or feel or 
must like, be tough. Engage with somebody or like yeah. try to help them. Especially, especially, you know, young children just like a hug, you know. Like, so times are so confusing. Now, on an entirely different note, um, I have two sons, and one son wrote a paper on my mother's immigration to the United States. So she was from the island of Madeira, and Madeira is off of the off of the coast of Africa, and it's a Portuguese. It, you know, it belongs to Portugal. Okay. And the Azores, Madeira, and the Azores, and. And I have a picture of my mother and her brother. They came to this country at eight and 10 years old on a ship by themselves. Wow. And they, they had to go from Madeira to Portugal, from Portugal to Boston. I think they were at sea a couple of weeks and then take a train from Boston to New Bedford, eight and 10 year old. Now, today's parents won't even let their kids go around a corner to the store right you know because they're so afraid of things going on but i mean there's a lot of crazy people out there that yeah. do, you know the, the the you know the, the child trafficking and abduction thing is like very scary anymore yeah i i know when we look at the border our border to mexico i mean we're so upset with there's so many people coming over but when you look at these little kids the parents just say get out of here you go have a better life my mother and father Came on their their father, their mother and father were in this country. So they came on the ship by themselves. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. So I mean, because they came here to because they wanted a better life for themselves. So we have to figure out that border situation, but at least this presidency is trying to deal with these people humanely. He's got an issue, he's got a real problems. I don't know how to solve it, but I mean, there are people that flee. To go someplace else just to live yeah so yeah i i still you know again without making it super political like i'm still uncertain like i obviously like the situation i think is better i think but then again i don't really trust much of government i haven't right. for most right. of my life and like that's you know without being thrown under the bus i've only voted three times in, you know, my 40 years, which, you know, isn't a lot of presidents anyways, but it was still like, I got tired of not, I was, I was able to see through it very quickly where I'm like, wait a second, like, I don't really see much change in between like yeah. each situation. And like, you know, like for me, I was just befuddled, just baffled. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why are we even doing this? Like, yeah. it seems like kind of a hoax or kind of like a, an illusion. Yeah. That something's actually changing or something's yeah. being different or whatever yeah. and like everybody argues over whose football team is going to win the race or yeah. win the game yeah. <laughs> and it's like but then you don't do anything after you win the game yeah. Yeah. you know like i've read articles where they're like you know congress people are saying yeah i spent you know three terms in there trying to get something to, to go through and like right. once you've gone you've tried for for three terms and you don't get anywhere because it's all bought and paid for there's like there's the people, so there are people that want to or are trying, right. but they just you can't get through anything. It's just yeah. too. But there's some people that've been there for a lifetime. Yeah, that that yeah. stuff right blows me away. But the the other thing about that too is that you know because I was a coordinator of the fine arts in, in a town, and uh, I remember trying to get new curtains for the junior high school, and it, it took me years 
you know, I keep presenting it, going back to going back and back and fighting for it. I remember having a cup of coffee in a cafeteria of that school once, and one of the faculty members says, whatever Perry wants, Perry gets. So I said, are you talking about that curtain out there? He says, yeah. He says, you know how many years I've been fighting for that curtain? About eight years. The difference between me and you is you would have quit. Yeah. I kept going. So my point is some of those settlers have to keep fighting. You got to keep fighting. If you think it's good, you got to keep fighting for it. Yeah. And then I, I taught for 36 years and up to the last day of my teaching, I said, you got to be a young Bob Perry for these kids. You got to be a young Bob Perry for these kids, just like you were 36 years ago. You got to be a young Bob Perry for the fight for the kids the same way as you did even harder at that point. Yeah. So I think these people that if they believe something needs to be changed, they're going to keep fighting for it. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like we've like, there's, I was hoping that would be one of the things that would change. Like some of the complacency would go away. Some of this like yeah. bystander mentality would go away. Or all of a sudden like the, the world, <laughs> the nation would come alive or something. Yeah, and yeah. like that, that really wasn't there. Yeah. And like, that's what we need more than anything. And I yeah. think that's, that's kind of a detriment of the social media thing is that well, you have people so distracted into the, their phone that yeah. they can control their thought processes. Now. Yeah. Getting back to, because this is really passionate to me. I, I remember at the point of my retirement, you know, I was going to retire like next year. And, and some of my colleagues were saying, you know, I'm going to retire in the same year as, as I'm going to retire like two years after you, Bob. And I said, I, I have uh, six more superintendents meetings, uh, 12 more principals meetings. I said, you want to retire now. I said, because you're just so bitter for crying out loud. I never looked at it that way. You have kids that have got to be in front of you. You should be counting the number of principal meetings you got. Right, you're, you're counting your your own short time now because yeah. you're just you're already counting your way out. So yeah. you're focusing on how yeah. long you have left yeah. and not quit, what's actually quit. Left. I, I quit now. You're not doing your kids any good. So right. I think a lot of these people, you know, senators, right? They've been in there for so long. Well, that's why, I, I, you know, that's the one thing I've always seen as bipartisan was like the whole term limits for Congress. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do we, how do we, how does that happen? Yeah. How do you get all these people to like vote themselves out of like being yeah. able to stay in there for 40 years? Because you shouldn't have a, a seat yeah. in, in power for 30 or 40 I mean, years. A, lot, a lot of like associations have a system like, you know, I was the president of the Music Educators Association in the state of Massachusetts. I, I came in two years as a you know as a rookie with the the present president then i served two years and i two years outgoing so so there was always continuity there you know and the same with the secretary and treasurer there's always a continuity so you can't have everyone go out at the same time there's got to be like a system of how it all works you know with the, it's gotten so big so yeah crazy stuff man that's for yeah. sure yeah but yeah, that's why I, I mean, that's why I like the great reveal because it's just like, you're, you just, there's so many like layers that you could watch during all of this. And yeah. like, you know, I'm sure the computers for a lot of businesses were doing it, you know, all the AI stuff and yeah. all of like the, the, the data sets and stuff yeah. are tracking some of the information I've been doing on my own. But yeah. like, I learned so much about people, so much about the world and so much about, you know, relationships and government and all these things. Right myself by just staying 
alert and paying attention during the whole thing going wow like you know literally like every country has like laid their cards on the table and you can see their hand yeah, yeah. and there's no way they couldn't show their hand yeah. you know there's no way that you know this one guy i met for coffee uh, a couple months ago he was saying one of the first things he noticed right in the beginning of the pandemic was all of his acquaintances or friends you know whatever however or whatever you want to call them um realized how many of them didn't really have what they show they had right the money went away yeah. all of a sudden they're like wait i can't afford my car wait i can't afford our apartment wait i can't afford this yeah. and it was all this like this facade yeah. that everybody was living under yeah. and that's what i saw the most like the more people that lived closer to their means yeah. had that much less of a upset yeah you know it was hard but it wasn't like a, a complete upset right. Right. but you could see when the money went away yeah. or like the fake money went away and that all of a sudden everything shifted right, right. And you can just watch it unfold from there. Like yeah. you just see, like yeah, that's a good point, Joe. There was nothing you could hide from yeah. it because yeah. as long as you paid a little bit of attention, you could learn yeah. from. Yeah. The, the more the more you have, when you lose it, your whole life is shattered. But when you don't have a lot, when you lose a little, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I was one. The one thing I always loved about stoicism was, you know, make sure there's nothing. You don't derive happiness from anything outside of yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. find happiness within yourself, find happiness yeah. within your purpose and your mission and like, you know, what you do for other people and your service. And if everything goes away, yeah. you're still you. And, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the stuff. It's not the stuff. Uh, it's you can't know. take the stuff with you. No, it just stays right here. And like, nobody really wants your stuff anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, very good. I think it was a good uh, first wow. one back. And I think we... That's good. We talked about a bunch of things, so I will uh, look forward to our next one. You got my brain going, Jill. Yeah. I think.